the main thing is how you learn. You can't learn in a joyful way. There's a certain Torah that... Yeah, but the Rabbim like that. Yeah, people have... I mean, I've seen people have, 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 have groups. Okay. Um, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't start out by saying, this is a great doctor. <laughs> this Geschmack. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have fun today. Happy Tishabov. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, it's a different tone. I was thinking that also. Like, even when you look at it on Tishabov, like, the, the mood is such that you read into it certain things. Now, but it's still hard to be upbeat at the... Uh, just wanted to say, um, I heard that uh, Steve Guggenheim's uh, sister passed away, so I uh, 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 thought we would learn in memory of, uh, it should be a skus for her neshama, that her, uh, her memory be blessed. Okay, so uh, we are in the middle of the um, story of uh, Titus, Titus Harasha, uh, and we learned he was, he was the worst, he was the the Hitler of his times. He was the one who destroyed the base of Migdush. And we learned uh, his nephew uh, uh, converted. Uh, that was the famous Unculus. Let's, uh, let's start that again. Um, four lines from the bottom. Now, the, the reason that we bring this story was that Titus knew that he was fighting against Hashem. That was the constant thing. That was unique about it. Some people just don't like Jews. He, he fought the God of the Jews. He fought against Hashem. And uh, that's what the point the Gemara. He was full of blasphemy. And uh, he knew that he was going to get it. So what he did was, when he, he died, he commanded the people to uh, um, cremate his corpse and spread it all over the world because he thought in order to be judged, they would have to bring all the pieces together in one place. And so he figured that this way he kept on... He, he somehow thought that he could be more powerful than the Hashem of the Klaus. He knew Hashem was a force, but he didn't realize that he could do anything. And so a- actually what his judgment was that every single day he gets reburned and his ashes scattered. But how do we know that? That's from the story of his nephew, four lines from the bottom. We're going to go a little bit fast. Unculus bar Clonicus. Unculus, the son of Clonicus, in case it's a real person. This was bar Axe de Titus. He was the nephew of Titus, boy Laguria. He wanted to convert. But he was a smart fellow, and he figured he would research this first. So, also Aske le Titus. So, they had, uh, as long as he was Gentile, they had uh, hocus pocus. They had uh, occult arts, and they could bring people up in the occult. So, he brought up Benagde. He brought his uncle Titus up. Uncle Titus. Omerle man who's you're in another world now. Who's important up there? Omerle Yisrael, the Jewish people. He says, Wow, Mahuladvukebahu. So maybe I should join them. Omalu, Milinafishin, they got lots of stuff they gotta do. You wouldn't be able to do it. This is always oh, they could do so many things, it's too hard. So Zil Agrabu, so you might as well fight against them uh, in this world, and you'll be the head, Dixiv Hayusareha Larosh, its enemies are going to be important people. Kola Meitz Yisrael, Nasarosh, whoever who makes trouble for the Jewish people is a, becomes important. The, the fascinating thing is, you would think that being in Gehenna and going through punishment for what he did, that that would change him. And there's, there's a concept that people are what they are. Like, he, he really can't become a different person. That's the value of this world, is that a person can really change and become totally different. And, uh, but once they're, they die, they're like frozen. They are what they are. And they, you know, and so 
he can't do tshuva in the next world. He and, and so he's frozen in his beliefs. Well, that's Esau. That's the same, yeah. You know, this whole idea of being the Rosh of, you know. Yeah. So, he didn't want to ask him directly. He said, uh, what's your judgment, Uncle Titus? How, how are things up there? So, this is a fascinating thing, is that Hashem punishes people. It's really a rule throughout the Torah with what they call Mida Kanega Mida. You know, the Egyptians threw the Jewish babies in the sea, so their final punishment was they got punished in the sea. But there are many, many examples of this, that people get, uh, that what they themselves decreed is exactly how they'll be dealt with. So Titus, his, his, uh, his extra Gehenna that he got was exactly what he declared on himself. Every day they gather his ashes up and he gets rejudged and they burn him Umavadro and they scatter the ashes Asheva Yama in the seventies. Okay. Also Aske Bilam. So he decided he's gonna bring up another famous non Jew, Bilam, Binagde, with this hocus pocus. who's important in the next world Omar Yisrael. He also said the same. Maladvuke, what should I join them? Amarlelo, Sidrishlama He quoted a Pasik that refers to the Gentiles, but he said, Nah, don't do it. He said, What's your judgment? He gets boiled in hot semen every day. Being boiled is not very... Because he caused immoral behavior, he caused the Jews to sin in that way. That's why he was killed in that manner. That's why he was punished. Also, Then he decided he was going to bring up... So this, it doesn't say who it is. It says a famous Jewish sinner. We have a tradition that that was Yashka. Uh, but the Christians wouldn't let us leave that in the book. So they brought up... Uh, yeah, it could be. Well, that, again, the question is, we had to change the text. But, uh, um, so, uh, it doesn't sound like he's talking to a whole group. <laughs> right? that plural, that's, that's what I said. Yes, yeah, so I, I think that's part of what they changed it. We had to change it to get it through the censors. Uh, but, um, uh, but it could be that it doesn't sound like he was talking to different groups of people. But, okay. So who's important in that world? Omele Yisrael. So they said to them, of course, you should only do good to your fellow Jew. Never do evil. Don't do bad. Anybody who messes with the Jew, it's like you try to poke out Hashem's eye. It's a very sensitive... Uh, any hurt done to a Jew is, is a direct assault on a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He said, what is your punishment? Omele bitzar rasechas. He gets the, uh, he gets boiled in dung, hot dung. The um, Omar now why did he deserve that punishment? Why is that midah kenegan? Midah kola miligal divrei kachamim. Anybody who scoffs at the words of the sages, needed bitzar rasechas. Then they get the boiling in excrement. So that's the, that, those were the three people that were brought, two non-Jews, Titus and uh, Bilam. And one Jew, Poshe Yisrael. Uh, so Morris says, Te ma bein Poshe Yisrael musolam. Look at the difference between even the bad Jews and the non Jews. Uh, the, the bad Jews that worship idols. Tanya, um, meaning that at least the, even the bad Jews agree that, they, they, uh, that you, should be, um, you should cling to Klau Yisrael and not harm them. 
whereas the Gentiles didn't learn their lesson. One final statement about the Bar Kamsa story. How come Bar Kamsa was successful? How come Hashem allowed him to succeed in his plan to get the Romans to attack? He says it has to do with the fact that he was embarrassed. Uh, he, he received a big embarrassment. Hashem helped him, and he destroyed his house, and burned the house. Then we get to story number two. On the chicken and the rooster, the big city of Turmalka was destroyed. Uh, there was a custom that when uh, you would bring out Chassan Mekalasa, a bride and a groom, they would bring in front of them a male and female rooster. Klamar. What was the significance of this minik? The answer was, You should be fruitful and multiply like chickens. Chickens multiply apparently very quickly, or a lot of them, they have eggs, I don't know, the, uh, but it's like a bracha. They should be, uh, Hashem should help them have a big family. So, Yom Achad, one day, a Roman band was passing by, and they decided they were going to mess with the Jews, and they grabbed their wedding chickens. And the Jews... Now, there was the overall campaign. The Romans uh, came to Eretz Israel, and uh, like all superpowers or people in those times, they wanted to collect taxes, but and the Jews were used to having other powers come to the land of Eretz Israel from time to time, but the Romans uh, fought against Judaism. They wouldn't let them keep a lot of the, uh, the Torah. They fought against the Torah. And this was a minig. This was a, a minig. It was like they were attacking the Jewish wedding. So the Jews, they killed the person. They killed the person who grabbed their chickens. They went and they told the Kaiser, the Jews are rebelling you. So the Caesar, they, they had these uh, bunch big armies. And if, whenever they decided, they would send an army against the group. So uh, they came to this city of Tur Malka. Now, Tur Malka, why weren't they afraid of the Romans? Because they had a very strong Jewish general. His name was Bardroma, the son of the south. He could jump a mill, and he could kill everybody in that area. He was quite a strong... Uh, the Romans had no answer to Bardroma. Now, when the Roman Caesar came out to fight and uh, they lost people to Bardroma... The Caesar took off his crown, and he put it on the ground, and he said, Rabona di Alma, master of the world, Kula, the whole world. He says, I know you're in charge of who's going to win this war, but at least, um, don't give over that man, meaning himself, if I have to lose the battle, but don't let me lose to one person. That's too embarrassing. Like, I can't let, you know, it's not, uh, at least, you know, at least uh, it shouldn't, I shouldn't have to be embarrassed if I go down in history that I lost a battle against one guy. So, uh, and that was, uh, you see from here that at least the Roman general acknowledged Hashem and he had humility. Uh, so that was the Roman side. Actual Puma le Bardroma. On the Jewish side, they had Bardroma and he, his own mouth got himself defeated because he said the following, Hello, Hashem, you have rejected us. Because uh, of our sins, you have abandoned us. You don't go with us. So actually, the, uh, what they say was, he said, Hashem, uh, as long as you're not against us, we don't need your help. 
we, we're strong enough to handle this ourselves. Just don't come against us. So th- <coughs> uh, that was the mistake that he made. There are people that say, we can do this on our own. We have the own strength to do it. They're asking for trouble. A person has to realize, even when he thinks that uh, even under normal circumstances, he can handle it, it's only with the help of Hashem. So, but he quoted a Pasuk and tell him, David Nami Yama. So the answer is that there's no punctuation and in, in, uh, you have to know how to read it. The answer is, uh, David, David was asking, uh, is not Hashem with us? But not that Hashem shouldn't be with us. Ola Bezakisa, this Bardrama went into the bathroom. Asa and uh, while he was there, a poison snake came and shamta the karkisha and hit him in the karkisha. Somewhere his stomach or something. But Noek Nafshen, he died. Now, the Roman, when he heard that the Jewish general died, he said, I had a miracle. So I guess I'll let the Jews go this time. Shafku, he let them go. But the Jews, when they heard that the Romans weren't going to attack, they jumped, they ate, and they drank, they partied, and they lit fires. They lit so many victory fires that you could read a signet ring a mill away. Uh, basically, they lit up the night. Omar, and they partied so much, the Roman, who was going to leave them alone, said, The Jews are making fun of me. I, I changed my mind. I'm going to attack. It, it, the, the real message here is attitude. You know, there was a certain arrogance attitude or not thanking Hashem. So Omar Avasi plus Mea Alpe Shiple Safa, there were 300,000 soldiers that he brought with him uh, that unsheathed their swords. Uh, they came to Turmalka, Vakatlubutslosa, Yamutslasalai, they killed three days straight. Ubahak Yista Halule Vikingi, on one side of the city, they were still parting. They had no idea that on the other side they were being slaughtered. That gives you an idea of the size of the city. On that it says that there's a Pusik that talks about Hashem when he gets angry, destroys all the beautiful places of Yaakov. There were 60, 600,000 uh, cities. Uh, 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 areas that belonged to during the, the era of Yana and Malka on Haramelech. This was a, a very populous area. The Omer of Yudom, Ravasi, Shishim, Rivarais, Hayli, Yana and Melech, Baramelech. And every single one of them had Kiyotim Mitzrayim. means they had 600,000 people in each one. Chutz Mishalash, except for three of them that had double, Shem and Kiflayim Kiyot, had double 600,000. Millions of people that were there. Eilu Hayden. Hard to know whether to take it literally or not. Uh, sometimes people were worth, uh, had the value of something, or sometimes the Gemara used a, a large, if, if you take it literally, which we don't have a reason to doubt it, but uh, you're talking about millions and millions of people. It comes out like we had other holocausts before. Hey, Luhain, what are the three cities that had double Kfarbish? They don't, we don't really know much about those cities, though. It's, it's very little known, other than it, that there was a lot of Jews. Uh, they, they, these are the cities, Kfarbish, Kfar Shechalai, Kfar... Um, Dikrua. Now, where did those cities, what was unique about them? Kfar Bish, Delo, Yaiv, Bisu, Lushbiza. That city was called the bad city because they wouldn't give free housing to guests. In other words, in a Jewish city, if you come for a Shabbos, they'll put you up. They didn't have a hospitality committee in Kfar Bish. Kfar Shachalayim, they, 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 they were in the crest business. That's Shachalayim. Kfar Dikra, the place of the men, Omer of Yon, Shai, Noshem, Yoldos, 
the Chorim Tchila, the women would give birth first to boys, Vyoldus Nekeva, and then give birth to girls, Bachrona Upasechus, and that was it. So I'm not sure if the, this maybe was saying that they were selfish. They, only, they were only interested in replacing themselves. They didn't want to have more than a boy and a girl. Or is that some kind of... Uh, it's not clear what the message is, but they definitely... These cities were destroyed. Omar Ulidi Chazili, he has a question. I saw that area of Afilu Shitim Rivoy Kani, Lo Maxi. You couldn't hold 600,000 sticks there, more or less 600,000 cities. Omar Lodzduki... There was that Stuki said to him, Hanina, Sheker Mishi, you guys are liars. How do you say that there were so many millions of people in that part of Eretz Yisrael? Omar he said, Eretz Tzvi. Eretz Yisrael was called the land of the deer. My Tzvi, just like a deer, ain't ora maxitesh besoro. If you tear the hide, you'll never figure out how the, uh, that hide fit on the, on the, on the, the flesh of the animal. Af Eretz Yisrael, Basmanshi, Yoshmer Lehav, when the Jews come back, Ravka, then it makes space for them. But Zman She'en Yoshev, we don't live there, Gamda. You know, the, the, uh, the wicked British that wouldn't let Jews come to Eretz Yisrael during the Holocaust or after uh, said that it wasn't big enough to support those people. They said, we're, uh, you know, if Jews go there, there'll be starvation, the land, we've done surveys, there's no way the land would support another 100,000 people. Now that now there's seven million, then they were talking about one million, and uh, they said, that, "But uh, Eretz Yisrael makes space for the Jews to come back." Rev Numi Bar Kilki, Rev Kilki Bar Tuvi, Rev Huna Bar Kia. These three rabbis, yesterday they were learning together. Ami Ika de Shamalu Milsa Bekfar Sanya Shemi. Have you anybody heard anything about this city called Kfar Saknia Shemitzray? Lema, he should say it. So Pasachad Minayo, one of them came and he testified. He said, "Maisim Ba'oris Varusa." It once happened with uh, a man and his fiancée. They were captured and sold as slaves. And uh, the slaves decided to marry the two together because they thought they'll produce good little slaves. So the, the bride said to her fiancée, I ask from you, please don't touch me. Don't be intimate with me. She ain't ksuva mimka because I didn't get a ksuva from you. Now that's uh, that's considered a sin if Jewish people live together without a ksuva, but it's relatively minor. I shouldn't. There's nothing that's minor, but it's a. Um, they're married. They, they, this is husband and wife. So there's a rabbinic halacha that uh, if they lose the ksuva, you have to get a ksuva. Below nagabo. So he didn't, even though you know they were there ad yo mosa until the day that he died. He held back from touching her because it wasn't 100% kosher because they didn't have a ksuva. Shemes, and when he eventually died, Omer Lahon, so she said uh, to the people at the funeral, You should tell people that my husband was greater than Yosef at Tzadik. Yosef. Yosef was tempted with a woman, it was a one-night thing. And, he, and Yosef won, but he only was tested that way one night. Baha'i kol yom v'yom. My husband was tempted every single night. Yosef didn't have to share a bed with the Ashes Potiphera. We were in the same bed. Yosef, that wasn't his wife. I was actually his wife. So that was one story about that city. People from that city. That sounds like they were good people. The, the city was so bountiful that you could buy four modis, uh, four tons of grain for 
what? 40. Uh, the measures of grain for a dinner. Which means Hashem blessed them. When people are doing Hashem's will, they're matzliach, they're successful. Next to Hashar, and then they had inflation, and modus achas, all the, the, um, to, uh, to, uh, the price was one modus for the, um, instead of 40, um, you can, instead of getting 40 modus for a dinner, it, it, the inflation was, uh, went, it was 400%. It went down to one modus for a dinner. So that meant that we had sinned against Hashem. So Bodku Matsu. It's no coincidence that the inflation is high now and the country is as more as immoral as it ever been, you know. But uh, so Avu uh, they found that there was a father and a son, Shabal Namarasa, that went on a gate on an engaged woman. And not only that, it was Yom Kippur. So Behavi Lebasin, they brought him to Basin, Visakluam, and they stoned them, the Khosa Sharlamakomo. And then the Hashem doesn't like immoral behavior. That destroys society. There was a certain person that wanted to divorce his wife, but he had a problem. Her ksuva was too much. Um, we, the, most Ashkenazim use the standard ksuva. The Svardim, they sometimes, uh, some Svardim, they add zeros to the amount of the ksuva. They, they make it bigger. They're like, you know, fancy. They're like extra money to... Uh, um, they say it came from the fact that in their society there was a time where they could have more than one wife. And so if they found one they liked better, they might dump the old one. Where it, So they made the ksuvas very large so that the woman wouldn't be... Uh, uh, so this one had a very expensive ksuva. So what did he do? He went and he invited his neighbors and he gave them to eat and he gave them to drink and he got everybody drunk. Shikran. He made him sheker. And he said, oh, you could sleep here. And he had them all sleeping on the same floor, same, same mattress. Behavi Lubinbeya, including his wife. His wife and all. Everybody, everybody they had an all-night party and they were all lying down on the floor. And after they were lying down on the floor, he got uh, an egg white, Vihito Benehem, and he put the egg white in between his wife and the neighbors. And then he got witnesses. Behavi Lubinbeya, look, his wife, uh, that was semen next to his wife. Vobala uh, Basin, he went to Basin and said uh, he can divorce his wife and he doesn't owe her because she was uh, fooling around. There was one of the elders from the house of Shammai who bought, bought, and his name was Baba Bedbuta. I have a tradition going back to the way, all the way of Shammai the elder. There's a way to tell the difference between egg white and semen. Loban Bay is solid. If it's an egg white, and you put heat on it, a flame on it, it'll, it'll, it'll push away from the fire. Shik Bazera, uh, it'll come near the fire. Shik Bazera pushes the fire. They did this test, Umatsukidvarov. I've never tried that test, but that's a, uh, apparently there's a way to tell the difference between egg white and semen. Behavi Lebezdin, and they brought this husband to Bezdin, Velikua, and they, they gave him a nice whipping. Don't try to fool the Bezdin, it's not nice what he did. And Vigvu Ksuba Imenu, and they made him pay the full Ksuba. They were, if they, everybody was so righteous and did the right thing, why, why was those areas punished? And this is a scary thing. They were alive after Yushalayim was destroyed, and uh, they got used to it, and they said, things aren't so bad. The Jewish people have to recognize the importance of Yushalayim in their life. It's not... Um, it's, it's, it even implies it's not even the base of me, just Yushalayim. And so they uh, were comfortable with, they, they didn't really mourn the loss of Yushalayim. 
there was a rivalry there, by the way, uh, between the, the other big cities and Yerushalayim. And so when Yerushalayim was destroyed, it didn't bother them so much. And that's why they were destroyed. Uh, it's interesting because it doesn't say they had another sin. It doesn't say they had Kavs or Bar Kavs. It didn't say they had, but they didn't mourn Yerushalayim. And so that's why it came to them. And then the final case was Asapka the Ristokorabator, the Havi Noi Kimis Yaudinuka. They had a minig that when they, a Jewish boy was born, Shasli Arza, they planted a cedar tree. Yanuksa, and when a girl was born, Shasli Tunisa, what's their Tunisa? Rashi says pine. They planted a pine tree. You see that, Rashi? It's on the left side, uh, um, seven lines from the bottom. So they planted a pine and a cedar. What? What do those words mean? Asakya de Rispa on the wall of a, a chariot, the city of Beter was destroyed. Because he's explaining. So a Jewish boy, they planted the cedar, a Jewish girl, they planted the pine. The Kihave Minaspi. And when they would get married, Kaitsilahu, they would cut the pine and the cedar down, of Dugana, and they made a chuppah. Yomakada have a barte de Kesar. The daughter of the Caesar came by. It burst Saka de Rispica. Her, her chariot wall broke. Katsu Arza, they went and they cut the cedar down for the Jewish boy. And they used it to fix their uh, chariot. The Jews went and they fell on them. And they, beat, and they killed them. You know, this was more than that, though. They went out of their way. It's like nasty to you know, go and take from a groom's, you know, to... So uh, Omer lay the Kesar motive. They told the Caesar the Jews rebelled, and the Kesar came against Beitar. God of Akorav Koker in Israel, it says that they wiped out the horn of Israel. The horn is like the glory. An animal walks proudly with its horn sticking up. This was our glory. This refers to the 80,000 horns of war, and it's the crack Beitar, that the Gentiles brought against Beitar when they went to wipe it out. For Hogubowan, Nashim Venad, they killed men, women, and children. Ad Shaholak Damam, until there was so much blood, Venafali Yamagadal. The blood of the killed people went until Yamagadal. So Shemitomakrova, maybe it was not that far away from the Yamagadal. Rahokahisamit was a whole mill away. So imagine how much blood was shed. Tanya Rebelazar Godomer Shnein Kalm Yeshwe Bikas. You die, and there's two rivers over there. Echen Moshe Kaelik, one goes in one direction, and one goes in the other. The sages say, It was two thirds water and one third dam, uh, uh, blood. One third of that river was blood. Um, For seven years, when the Gentiles uh, um, fertilized their vineyards, Show Yisrael. They, they were able to use the blood. Blood makes good fertilizer. Below Zevil, they didn't need the fertilizer. Let me turn the page. Uh, there was one elder, Manchu Shalim. Now, there's a certain, um, on Tisha B'av we do this. We go from one tragedy to another. The Gemara actually is doing a flip. We were going from Betar, which was by the second base of Migdosh, and now. We were talking about the butchers, the terrible butchers that happened in Klai So he mentioned another butchery that happened by the first base of Igdush. He said, in this valley, Horeg Nebuzardin Rabba Tabachim. His nickname was the chief butcher. Meosayim Va'achas Esrim He killed uh, 210,000 people in Yushalayim. Horeg. Vitishim Va'arba Riva. And there was 
And the blood went from that stone in the valley until it reached up towards the base of Migdush and it touched the blood of Zechariah. One blood touched the other. What was going on with there? I believe so, yeah. Um, so why did they... Uh, what happened was when the Gentiles came into the base of Migdush to destroy it, they saw a certain kind of blood that was there the Havi Kamersak that was bubbling. It's a very strange thing to see uh, boiling blood. Vesolok Omar Maihai, then they said, What's going on here? What is this? So Omar lay, Oh, that's just some spilled carbonus. I see Dalmam, so they brought some of the other blood from spilled carbonus. It didn't look the same. Omar Lehem, so they called the Kohen who told them this. He said, If you'll tell us the truth, good. The Elav, and if you don't, we'll skin you alive uh, with the uh, iron combs. So what do you, what, what do you think you're going to do? So Amr Lehi said, I guess I'll tell you. It makes more sense to tell you than get the iron comb treatment. Amr, my name, what can I tell you? We had a prophet with us, the Havi Bun that was with us, the Havi Kamucha Club, the Milidishmaya. He used to rebuke us because we weren't doing the right things. Come, Oliah, we don't, didn't like being told to do the right things, so we gathered against him at Katlinu and we killed him. Vahai Kamashin, that was many years ago, the Lo Kanoyach Dhamma, and his blood is still boiling. He wasn't atoned for the fact that Hashem, in his kindness, sent us a prophet to help us do tshuva, and what did we do? They went and they killed him. Amalu Anu Faisale. So these, uh, he said, I'll, I'll take care of this. I see Sanhedrin Gadolova Sanhedrin Katana. He went and he got the Supreme Court, the, the big Sanhedrin and the small Sanhedrin, and, and he butchered them. And the blood was still bubbling because the court would have been responsible to, uh, to do justice. Young men and young women, he killed them, and the blood was still boiling. I see Tinochashobe's Robin, he brought young children, he butchered them, and the blood was still boiling. He said, I killed the best of the Jews. Do I need to kill them all? When he said that, the blood stopped bubbling. And now, this Gentile, the, the butcher, at that moment, he's butchering tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. No, no tshuva. Now, all of a sudden, the blood stops. He's thinking to himself, my this was because they killed one person. That was the punishment. Ahu Gavra, that man, the Kotokihani Nishmasa, who killed all of these people, Al Achas Kamakam. I can't imagine what kind of punishment I'm going to get. Or he ran away. He sent a will to his home, a guyer, and he went and he converted. Uh, I wonder which base then took him. Tadi, Naman. Now, we have a history of, uh, of people. But by the way, they they talk, they have this like they have like uh, there's some some descendants of of Nazis that have converted and have gone to Israel and every now and then you read a story and it's true they they you have people like that you have descendants of wicked people that uh, the, the, the where there's an ability to do great evil there's also the ability to do great good that's that's a common theme 
So Tani Naman Ger Toshev. I mean, Naman became a Ger Toshev. Uh, that just means that he gave up idolatry. He was the general, the Syrian general. Nebuzaradan Ger Tzedek, he became a, a real Ger. But B'nai Banu Shohaman, Haman's grandchildren learned Torah of B'nai Brak. B'nai Banu Shoh's sister loved it. He knows they were teachers. B'nai Banu Shoh's kera loved the Torah of Rabbi, and they also. Who were they? Shameh Vatalyan. That's, but that Pasuk by Zechariah there says that they left the blood on the rock, it wasn't covered. It wasn't covered, meaning it wasn't atoned for. Uh, it's a concept I'd like to uh, talk about at some time, why uh, there's the idea that uh, we do tshuva when we get punished. In other words, as the result of wicked people, historically, the, it's good for the Jewish people, meaning that... Uh, Every, the, Hashem destroyed the base of Migdash and uh, enabled the Jewish people to continue to live. He destroyed the building. So it, it turns out that the Gentiles that were doing the will of Hashem and caused a good thing to come out. And so the, there has to be a reward for that or there has to be the positive that came out of the bad people. It comes out that some of their descendants could convert or become Jewish. Uh, there's another take on that. Uh, other people say that we, we're our own worst enemy that uh, we have remnants of, of the bad people in our midst. You know, that, there's another thought like that as well. Hakoko so this was Andrinus. Anybody know in English who Andrinus was? Um, there's English names for all these Caesars. These are historical people. Hadrian, is that it? Okay. He killed in Egypt. So after the Korban, most of the Jews ran to Egypt. And they had a short, they, he killed in Egypt 600,000 Alshishim Riva and 600,000 Kiflaim, double the amount of left, uh, that left Egypt at, uh, earlier, were massacred in Egypt by this Kesar. Ko Yaakov Zeh Aspanius Kesar Shaharag Bekrak Beitar Arba Meus Riva. He killed in Beitar Arba Smeva Arba Alfaim Riva. This is the wicked king of Hikshivas. They destroyed our house, they burnt the sanctuary, and sent us in the Gullus. So again, we've, unfortunately, the Holocaust has been a pattern there. Throughout history, there have been times when the wicked people killed millions of people. What does it mean, the voice of Yaakov? Nobody can pray like a Jew. But Yedayim in Esav, the hands of Esav, ain't lechan nilchama, nobody can fight a war that will be successful, she'en bo mizerish o Esav, that doesn't have descendants of Esav. Ha'inu, Domer Lazar, b'shut lashen tikva, b'chur lashen tikva. This is a, a Pasuk uh, that refers to, because of the, of the, um, this refers to lashen hara, that we said before, that because of lashen hara, let's look at that Rashi. The truth is, until he said it, I didn't really think of that it was lashen hara. Uh, let's see the Rashi. Because of the Lashon Hara of, of Kamsa, the base of Migdash was destroyed, and uh, uh, he, he, he told them that the Jews rebelled. That wasn't true. And so that was the, uh, that the, the base of Migdash was destroyed. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and we wept. Now, David Amelech wrote in Tehillim about what would happen at the exile of Bavl. That was David Amelech was hundreds of years before that. So we see from here that David was a prophet, and Hashem showed him the Korban by Yisrish and the Korban by Yisheni, and therefore the words of Tehillim were appropriate for what would happen. 
Korban Bayis Rishnaman Aris Bavu Shami Shem the Gambakino Bayis Shein Exif the Chora Shem is Le'Adam Hashem will remember what the Edomites did. That's the sons of Asa, the Romans that Shem Yushalayim. Omer Omer Or Or they not only destroyed the base of Migdash, they wanted to wipe out the foundation. There was a story with 400 children, boys and girls, who were captive to be used for prostitution. They figured out what they were being groomed for. They said, and as they were being shipped uh, to Rome, to the dens of prostitution, so they said, they wondered, can we uh, commit suicide? If we jump in the sea, will we get the world to come? Dorish uh, the oldest of them, they were young children, but the, the oldest of them was the most learned. He quoted a Pasuk Hashem, there's a Pasuk says that Hashem will return people from the depths of the sea. From the, 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 the teeth of the lion, those that are going the drowned in the sea will be redeemed. So since they heard that drasha, kafsukulam they all uh, jumped into the sea, Banaflusokayam. All the all the girls jumped in. They didn't want to be uh, taken advantage of. Now, when the boys saw that the girls on the boat jumped in the sea, the Yaladim they said to themselves, My Halalushidarkumakak. The girls, they face to fate. At least that's a normal thing that's done with women. But with boys, to be sodomized is not so normal. And so certainly we should jump in the sea. So they jumped in the sea. For your sake, Hashem, we're killed every day. Next year, we're considered like sheep to the slaughter. This Pasuk refers to a woman who lost all seven of her children. What was the story? This was Hannah. I see the Kamal Kamei Kesar. They brought the first son in front of Kesar. I'm the Lord your God. I don't bow to other gods. Africa, they killed the oldest. They brought the next son to Kesar and the plak You're not allowed to have other gods. They killed the second son. Isolated the third son. They told him, worship the idols. They took him out. Don't bow down to strange guys. They said, it says in the Torah, they killed all six of the sons. Now they get to son number seven. By the way, why did they bring a different Pusik for each? It could be that on uh, the, each person, the older they were, the more sophisticated their argument was. But even a basic child understood that we worship Hashem and not somebody else. Uh, there could be that. Uh, they brought the seventh son and they said, Worship the God, bow down. So we promised Hashem, we won't reject him for another God. And he promised us, He'll never take another nation. I don't know why the Christians never read that, you know. <laughs> it's, it, it's like in the Torah itself that they accept as the word of Hashem that he will never take another nation. Now, the Caesar didn't want to kill every single child, especially the young one. 
So he said, this way his conscience would be eased. You know, he only slaughtered six. So he said, I'll throw my, I'll drop my ring and you could pick it up and hand it to me and there's an idol on the ring. And so then you'll be bowing down and you'll say face. People will say, you accepted what the king said. This kid said, I feel bad for you, Mr. Caesar. Woe to you. You're worried about your honor. You think the honor of Hashem, I'll certainly have to worry. So after they went and they killed him. The mother said, Can I at least kiss him goodbye? To give him a little kiss. She said, My son, you're going to uh, Avram Avinu. L'chuva Omer L'Avram Avinu. Go tell Avram your father. Ata Akedis Mizbeachachad. You had one altar. Ani Akadati Shiva Mizbeachos. I set up seven altars. Afu also Lagag. The mother went up to the roof. Menuffel and she jumped off a mesa and she died. Some people say the word Menuffel actually means she fell. She was so, uh, she went nuts, you know, and so she, 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 uh, she lost her footing and she fell. She rejoices with her children up in Shemaimah. He said this pasuk refers to bris mishmini that was given on the eighth day. We, we uh, have bris mila. Children have died in earlier times from bris mila. It's a dangerous thing, but we do it because our love of Hashem. He says this refers to Torah scholars. When they learn Hilcha they practice on themselves. They show... They, they go with the knife. By the way, we don't do that. Goyim sometimes will go put, make like a mark around their neck and go, you know, that's a, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to make like a death sign on yourself. Mm. So he said, though, even though that's true, when the Tamid HaChachamim learned Hulin and they want to show where the knife mark was made to shek an animal, they would show the spot on their neck. That's considered dangerous. You're allowed to demonstrate anything on your own body except for shkita. We don't recommend that. And one other thing, uh, see, um, Rashi says that's uh, leprosy, like to show somebody what it looks like. You're not supposed to invite leprosy or shkita on yourself. He says it's another thing, it's scholars, they killed themselves for words of Torah. The Torah will only succeed with the Jewish people if people kill themselves on it. They, they give up to for Torah. We will stop here at the bottom line. Uh, so again, the, oh, these are all the drushes about the, uh, this verse about we give ourselves up for Hashem.